bring you back. Yeah, we can meet, uh, whereabouts? Uh, there should be a cafe around here somewhere. Welcome to the Trady HQ podcast. This podcast is brought to you by Trady HQ, Australia's first co-working and business incubator aimed specifically at trade-based businesses. Good morning, Dan. How are you? I'm well, Kevin. Thank you. How are you? Yeah, wonderful, mate. I look, I'm, I'm looking forward to having a chat really about um, the co-working, the co-working idea, and the business incubator idea for um, for tradies, basically. So, first of all, um, give us a bit more, but give us a sort of rundown. If anyone doesn't know, um, give us a bit of an explanation as to what co-working is and what a business incubator is. Yeah, no worries. Um, and yeah, that's that's sort of what I end up doing most of the time because uh, not a lot of people in our industry, in the trade industry, are familiar with the, with either of those terms. And so, I guess from a co-working space perspective, what what it is is a is basically a shared office, um, and they typically located in sort of CBD locations. Um, and usually they've been ta- well, basically up until sort of. A couple of months ago, they've been mainly targeted at sort of white collar, uh, professional, creative, or tech startups. Um, typically, because they are located in CBD locations, so they can take their laptop on the train or public transport, get in there, uh, use a use an office or use a desk or you know hot desk sort of arrangement where they can drop their laptop down and get some work done. But also, it's a place where you can be amongst a network of your peers, so people of similar similar interests and that sort of thing. So that's uh, that's the co working concept in a nutshell and then uh, a business incubator is uh, as as the I guess the literal definition of an incubator in terms of uh, you know somewhere that something can grow you know if you think about an incubator for a baby or for for chickens or, or whatever that's somewhere that you you nurture something so that it can it's got the best opportunity at success uh, and so that's what a business incubator is it's somewhere where someone who's running a business can uh, come and they can learn all the things they need to do and be around a support network of people that can help them achieve those goals and uh, and the idea being is that they can grow their business and uh, and and have the best opportunity for success and for tradies in particular you know a lot of the guys are um, potentially sole traders or they're on the road a lot of their business is spent on the road and having a an office space you know that's actually um dedicated time focused time where there's not sort of much, you know if you're working from home you can have interruptions from family from kids from phones and having the benefit of a space where you can actually go and as I, as I referred to earlier focus time you can actually think about what you're doing and you know you know that you're not you're hopefully not going to make any mistakes and concentrate on the task at hand and that's that's some that's a great advantage I believe for a for a sort of small business owner that's spends a lot of time on the road and doesn't have an office you know I think it's a fantastic opportunity yeah, exactly. And so I think previously, up until we've sort of come up with this idea, the options are, like you say, work from home. And I think um, being on the sort of, uh, well, we're in COVID at the moment, but I think everyone can understand the challenges that, that come about from trying to work from home and that it's not always the best, especially if you've got a young family like I do mm-hmm. and, you know, like you do. Um, so, yeah, the options are work from home and, and somehow manage that. Uh Go to a cafe, which again can be fairly well filled with distractions. If you can get a table, it can be noisy. Um, or sometimes, in some cases, there are some wholesalers and that sort of thing that might have a bit of a hub for their uh, for their account customers to use. But um, yeah, what I've found personally is that to have somewhere that is uh, that you can dedicate and assign to being a place where you go and do work is is a much better and a much more productive way to go about it. So, and the other thing that you mentioned is the co-working. I mean, it's um, being involved, and you use the word peers, and being involved in an environment. If you're in an environment with your peers, it make you're, it's going to make you more comfortable. You're going to feel more at ease in an environment where you're familiar with the people that that are there. Essentially, or familiar with the types of work that they're doing, or at least you feel that you're. 
you're at their level. Um, and that's very important. And I've spoke on the show previously about strategic partnerships and things. But um, if you're working in an environment and you can actually talk to someone that's that's in a similar situation to yourself or, um, you know, you can bounce ideas off someone and the strategic partnership thing. Obviously, you might have a plumber, you might have a sparky, you might have a sparky there. You're not competing with each other. There's no reason why you can't refer, refer business to each other. So there's the added advantage of maybe um, getting more business from being involved and also, you know, just getting a, getting a workspace where you can actually listen and learn to people. Yeah, that's right. And, uh, you know, our tagline of network, collaborate, succeed, sort of that came about from um, uh, about four years ago, I started a Facebook group called Perth One Man Band Sparkies, uh, and I'm an electrical contractor by trade. Uh, And that group now has grown to about 1,200 members. uh, It's been curated to the best of my ability in terms of making sure they are electricians and that they are the business owners. But what I saw in that group was, um, so we have probably about 15 posts a day, and every day there'll be a post by an electrician in Perth putting the call out to say, hey, I'm going to do this job. Has anyone had an experience in this before? And then what we get is typically, you know, 10 to 15 other guys piping up and saying, yeah, I have, I've done this, be aware of this and that sort of thing. So what you've got is this, uh, all these guys who are ultimately um, competitors in the Perth domestic market all pitching in to help each other, you know, free, free information flowing, letting them know what to look for and that sort of stuff. And so... What I saw there was that as a as a small trade based business, if you've gone out on your own, it can be pretty lonely. You know, aside from the fact that you once you come to the stark realization that the buck stops with you, and, and there's no one else to to turn to if if uh, if the proverbial hits the fan, um, there's also no one to talk to for advice. And exactly like you said, is you can't learn experience, but it can be passed on. So. You might, being amongst a, a network of your peers, regardless of whether they're the same trade or not, they're all going to be in varying stages of their business journey. Mm-hmm. Um, and so you've got the opportunity to learn from their successes, their mistakes. But then what you've also got is the opportunity to pass on some of your knowledge, which I think is a, is a really gratifying thing to be able to do, to, to pass on some advice that you know is going to help someone and save them some time in the long run. Yeah, and I guess um, just being a, just being around people that are of a similar mindset and similar you know similar challenges as you say, there's so much learning that can be achieved from it. And and you do you do um, are you looking towards doing events and things for trades as well as part of that as well? And so yeah, explain a bit about that then, Dan, please. Yeah, yeah. So uh, the other thing that I've found is that trades people uh, typically aren't really on board at the moment yet with the whole networking thing. You know, that's a, it's a very very uh, beneficial and um, valuable tool for the professional networks and that sort of thing but I you know a lot of tradies are sort of a bit wary about putting themselves out there so what we're what we're going to do and what we have done and, and last Friday is a prime example we held our first event uh, which was hosted by James Hardy and the purpose of it being is it was pitched towards small builders uh, small Perth based builders and James Hardy were explaining some of their uh, some of the external cladding products that can be used to, uh, to you know, renovate the facade of a, of a building and that sort of thing. So we ended up with about 30 attendees there, all trade-based people. We had coffee, we had, you know, bacon and bacon egg rolls. <laughs> typical, Most important. Typical fare for, uh, for us. And, uh, and it was just really casual. Everyone was there. Everyone, there was no, you know, sometimes people might be concerned about, the, you know, the sideways glance when they walk into a room full of people dressed in suits and ties and that sort of yeah. thing. But, you know, everyone was in workwear for this morning event and it, it, was, a, it was a massive success. Um, Luke, just like to get a little bit more of an insight as to the the concept as far as what you do, and I guess the reason why why did you actually start why did you start the business and think that there was a need for it? 
Yeah, no worries, mate. So, I mean, every every part of this concept that I've come up with has come from my own personal experience uh, and and identifying that there's a there's a lot of things missing for tradies and and one of them is the fact that if you wanted to grow your business beyond working out of home or working out of your van or whatever you sort of uh, however you started, in order to be a bigger business, you need more space. You need um, a, a, another degree of professionalism, and I'd realised early on that there's a massive gap between working out of home and getting your own commercial premises, whether that's purchasing or renting. Uh, you know, is that per- just the cost as well? Just the cost of it? Or yeah, I think so. It's it, definitely the cost. I mean, that's a massive one. You know, either way you look at it, um, there's there's so many things involved. Uh, you know, when you talk about purchasing, you know, there's sort of thirty percent deposits needed for commercial properties and that sort of thing. And then when you look at leasing, there's stuff like. Um, bank guarantees that are required. So there's a lot of things that if you weren't aware of the intricacies around leasing a property, there's a lot of unforeseen costs that, you know, whilst you might look at the monthly um, repay, or monthly lease and go, look, I can afford that, there's other, you know, co- operating capital up front that you need. So, you know, as, as we discussed on the other side of that song, you know, if you are a, a tech or a creative startup, there's plenty of opportunities. You know, there's places, even here in ECU, there's a, an organisation called Business Station that you mm-hmm. could uh, that you could take advantage of. Um, however, as a tradie, uh, you probably, I mean, whilst you could, there, there are a few things missing. One of those is the fact that, yes, it's an office, but it's... It hasn't got other things that a tradie will need, like a workshop, space to set stuff out, easy access for a vehicle with a trailer, um, and again, like we spoke about, being around a network of your peers. So with all that in mind, I sort of started looking around to see if there was anything specifically for trade-based businesses, and I realised that there wasn't. So I spoke to my wife and said, look, I think I think what's needed for the tradies here in Perth and, and, broad, and broader across Australia is that... Uh, we need to have some sort of gap between working out of home and getting your own commercial premises. So that's where the idea for Trady HQ was born. So we set out to uh, identify what's needed um, for for tradies. And so in the in the, in the first instance, that was a workshop space to set out and that sort of thing, like we spoke about before. So the the practical and technical element of it. But as a as it went through, and you know, I spoke to more people, I realised that the other side that we need is the actual, and this is where the business incubator part comes from. It is we need to develop a network of associated professionals and services that can help the guys and girls through their trade based business journey. So that means we will, and again, this this comes back to my own unfortunate experiences with professional services, whereby someone will tell you that they're an expert in your particular. Um, business, uh, such as a trade and that sort of thing, only for you to find out later on down the track that they weren't. Mm-hmm. And not only have you had to pay them for work they didn't do, but now you've got to pay someone else to fix the work they didn't do. Yeah. And, you know, the last thing that tradies want is to have to make an expensive phone call to a professional service like a lawyer or an accountant and that sort of thing. And, and what I've found is that typically means they don't ask the question and they just keep battling, battling away. So through uh, through our various sponsors that we've got for for the facility, um, we've got things like the accountants and lawyers, um, insurance brokers are all going to place one of their employees in the facility uh, one day a week, one day a fortnight if, if required, um, and they'll be doing ten minute sessions where guys or girls can come in and ask ask the advice that they need. Yeah, free of charge, obligation free. Yeah. Um, but yeah, they can just ask those questions that they just to make sure, just to confirm they're on the right track, and to make sure they don't just go down the wrong track that ultimately costs them more money in the long run anyway. 
Because we spoke off air, and, and sometimes for for tradies, but all, all small business owners really, it's um, sometimes you just don't know where to look. You know, you you actually don't know specifically if you have a challenge or a problem. It might be a lawyer, as you mentioned. You might need to get a lease looked at, but you don't have anybody that you can trust or anybody that you know to ask. Um, it might be regarding funding. It might be regarding government grants. It might be regarding anything for for a business owner, regardless if it's a trade or not. Um, that you just really just don't know where to turn to sometimes. No, that's it. And and a lot of it is around, like say, awareness, just being told. And, and I mean, something that's, I think, of critical importance in this day and age for any business, let alone a trade-based business, is things are things like your terms and conditions. Mm-hmm. You know, it's a pretty basic one. And I know this, there'd be so many businesses out there that are operating with, with zero terms and conditions. Yep. And so what happens there is when they go down the path, you know, of, of trying to recover um, money for an invoice that's unpaid, they've they've basically got no lead to stand on. It just becomes a matter of hearsay between the two parties. So yeah, I've seen a lot of business owners myself that have they might be providing products, and it could be so it could be a plumber saying he's providing a um, a hot water system. You know, costs a lot of money for them to buy, and they're not always asking their their clients for deposits or money up front for for the actual material, and it just leaves you digging a hole for yourself with cash flow on the other side if you don't get paid. And that comes with learning, though. That comes with somebody actually saying, look, hey, you need to think about this and, you know, don't be scared to ask for the money and, you know, don't be naive about it as well. And I get that's the sort of thing you can have a conversation about in, in your facility. You know, that there might be one person there that's in that situation right this second and you can sit down and say, here, what this is my situation, what do you reckon? And just get a bit of free advice or, you know, a conversation really. Yeah, for sure. And, I mean, the other the other side of it and one of the, probably one of the, I think, the key educational um, products that I'm that I'm going to provide is an evening where we'll get a hold of people who either have just started their business or, uh, in a perfect world, we'll get a hold of a, a group of people that want to start a trade-based business in 12 months, so they might be working for someone else at the moment, and we'll get them in a room and we'll put up a wage on the board, which we'll, we'll determine as the, the average wage of the room, and then we'll run through from there what they in order to replace that first year's wage we'll run through all of the expected fixed and variable costs and we'll distill it right down to the bottom to say right working 48 weeks a year you know with this many billable hours per week this is what you need to charge yourself out at with all of this done and all of this planning done thinking to the future not thinking right now the short-term goal of generating an invoice because you've you've been handed a job or something like that actually thinking to the future like why do you want to be in business yep. and i really think that out of you know let's say we get 10 people to to sit in the first one of those i anticipate seven of those people going you know what i didn't realize it'd be this hard i don't think i want to take that risk yeah and it's the it's the, it's the knowledge and the awareness again isn't it and it's creating it's because I guess a lot of guys, traders again, they'll maybe come out of their apprenticeship or they'll come out of work and they'll do their apprenticeship and then they'll work for someone for a year and then they'll just say, right, I'm starting my own business. But you can, you know, you know your trade, you know what you know, but you don't know the business skills sometimes. And even just having a checklist of the types of things that you need to consider when you're setting up is, is of great value to someone. And it could be the difference between someone, this, like you said, it could be the difference between someone actually taking the plunge and saying, I'm doing it, or someone saying, no, do you know what? It's not for me right now. I need to, I need to do this first. Yeah. And, and avoiding a mistake, I guess, as well, you know. For sure. And and the other, like, I would say, and the other massive part of that is if you have a significant other at home, they need to be onboarded. 
They yes. need to be spoken to. They need to be, they need to be a part of this conversation <laughs> because, you know, it could be husband or wife. And I go back to blokes because we typically do things, you know, without thinking. Women typically think about things a lot more and either choose not to do it or they do it right. Yeah, <laughs> but, you know, you've got to explain to your wife that, hey, look, things are going to change. The cash flow is going to be different. You know, if money's in the bank, you can't always spend it. Mm. But that in itself raises an issue whereby that shouldn't be the case. You should have separate bank accounts. Yeah. And, again, it's all these things that if you don't know, if no one's explained it to you, what are your options? Like Googling it and then yeah. just going with the first thing that's paid the most to be at the top of that page. Or winging it, as we say here. Or cuffing <laughs> it, yeah, yeah. Winging it along the way. And that's that's sort of why I wanted to do this as a, as a bricks and mortar facility as well because I see, especially in times like this during COVID where, you know, uh, basically we've got a whole heap of vulnerable business owners out there and I see so much sort of top of the funnel um, digital marketing aimed yeah. at people who feel desperate and so they look at it and they sign up for it and they think, oh, yeah, they've been promised that they're going to 10x this and, you know, get all your time back and buy a boat and everything like that. And I, I just, it, it, makes me, uh, it makes me a bit ill to see that because I get guys ask me about things like that and I say, well, where did you find it? And they say, oh, it, was, it came up on Facebook. I'm like, well, it's probably not for you, mate. Like, speak so it's, to finding, it's finding real, real, real world advice. It's finding real world advice from your peers, as we spoke about yeah. earlier, and, and people that you can have a conversation with they understand the terms, they have lived and breathed it potentially, they've been through the process, or they're still learning the process, but they can still bounce They can still bounce ideas around with you. Um, I think it's fantastic what you're doing, Dan, hence the reason obviously I invited you in. I think it's a great concept. I, um, I'm on a bit of a mission myself to create awareness for small business owners, and I think the trades guys in particular, they do get missed. And I think that the, um, there's so much benefit of, of the, the concept that you're doing as far as getting people together, um, learning, listening, and just helping helping make um, educated decisions rather than silly decisions. And I, and I know I take my hat off to you, and I, I think it's great. So look, Dan, just before we head off, we need to head off. Um, but how do how do the tradies or any small business owners listening out there? How do they find you, and where where do they look to get your details, mate? Uh, yeah, no worries. So um, they can head to tradyhq.com.au. That's our website. Um, also on Instagram, tradyhqwa, Facebook. Trading HQ, me personally, Dan Bailey. So my, um, we'll put my number up on the uh, on the show notes or whatever. Um, but yeah, I'm more than happy for anyone who's interested in what we're doing and wants to come and have a have a visit. Uh, come and check us out. We're at 307 Selby Street North in Osborne Park. So right bang in the middle of like the commercial CBD basically. So every every trade supplier in in WA is there. So it's nice and central. Um, so yeah, I look forward to uh, to hearing from uh, from any of your listeners mate and I, I really appreciate the opportunity to come out and, and explain Trading HQ to you guys no worries Dan it's great what you're doing and, and as I say I appreciate you coming in so thanks very much mate Ta. thanks for listening to this episode of the Trading HQ podcast for more information head to tradyhqwa.com.au and follow us on Facebook at the Trading HQ podcast group have a great day